This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. I'm Jim Lang, and this is Good to Hear. He is a proud former Vaughn resident and played many seasons for the Vaughn Kings AAA program. Yesterday, Andrew Cogliano, finally a Stanley Cup champion, shared his long-awaited celebration with his beloved hometown. No matter what, and I've spoken to you before, but Vaughn's always been at the core of what you are, your parents, your community, um, even after all these years. Why is it still so important to you to share your success with the people of Vaughn? Yeah, it's obviously where I was born, where I grew up and raised, and obviously have people here that have supported me, and um, and just this is where I'm, where I'm from. So um, I think with the Stanley Cup, that's the the biggest part of it is you bring it back to where you started and the people that helped you get where you were and where you are, and and um, and yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's meant for bringing it to your hometown and, and Vaughn's mind. So uh, I'm excited for people here to see it and enjoy it, and. Um, you know, it's pretty special. I think at the end of the day, you know, other than seeing at the Hall of Fame, you're really not going to have the cup on the street at, at one point or um, or in a situation where you see it kind of in public places I'm going to bring it to. So people are, uh, are supportive about it. Speaking to Andrew Cogliano, the Colorado Avalanche, who just signed a one-year contract to stay in Colorado after the trade from San Jose. Now Stanley Cup champion, 16 seasons, five different teams, over 1,100 games. Uh, the the reaction from your teammates in the Avalanche after you guys won and you lifted the cup, it was pretty amazing to watch at home on TV. What was it like to you personally to see all those teammates react to you being a cup champion after all those years? Yeah, you know, I think at, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, really, um, you know, obviously family and friends and everyone's a part of it. But, um, you know, to be honest, when you're going through the process of winning and when you're going through the process of playing in the playoffs, it's really about the guys in the room and around uh, about your teammates. And I think that's what makes this trophy so special. So, um, you know, I thought all playoffs, our team was just, you know, rock solid mentally. And we really pushed through a lot of adversity in terms of, um, you know, even after that game five, losing a game to, to win the cup at home and, and being able to uh, close it out in game six. You know, I just think that, you know, seeing the support for my teammates, seeing the reaction um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's, that's why I play the game. And, um, and that's as good as you're going to get, really. When the trade happened, Andrew, and you arrive in Colorado, how long did it take to realize that you had something special there with these Avalanche teammates? Yeah, right away. You know, I think it's just a phenomenal team, um, great coaching, um, you know, right from right top down, from Joe to C-Mac and um, the people involved there, uh, like I said, Beds and, and the staff. Um, you could just tell it was a team that was wanting to do something special. It was a team that was on the cusp of, pushing for something and um and i think it was a team that knew they they maybe not had to win but really it was a really good opportunity you know you lose cadre this year so you know you lose a big big piece and and you know i think last year lined up where we all knew this was the greatest opportunity for us maybe to have you know for me in my career but you know for a lot of these guys it could be the best they've had you know moving forward so um i could sense that urgency but i could see how they played just play the game with so much pace we play with um you know we attack and our 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 game plan is just you know we keep teams on their heels and when i saw that how they play and how they practice you know i knew we had an opportunity i know the fans in the media look at nathan mckinnon and see something special and have those wild moments watching him here you are a player 16 years in the league and played with and against some of the best at all time 
where does he rank in some of your experience in the NHL, Andrew, to see Nathan McKinnon when he's in full flight? Yeah, it's special. It's a special. He's a special player. Um, you know, watching him on a nightly basis, how he controls the game, how he plays at the tempo he plays at, his skating, his his power. Um, you know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch when you're sitting on the bench. So, um, you know, I think he's really matured over the years. I think he's been a guy that's, you know, was young and maybe had some some bumps in the road, but he's really matured in his personnel and how he approaches the game and how he approaches his teammates. And and I think he deserved it. I think he, he was deserved. You know, I, I I think any player that's his caliber, all these guys that are top players in the league, um, I don't think they're ever fulfilled until they win. And, you know, I think he's fulfilled now, and I think he's even hungrier. I think you're a great example, Andrew. Your journey from the Vaughn Kings to St. Mike's to Michigan to the NHL of never giving up on your dreams, no matter how long you're in the league and whatever, um, I guess, obstacles you had to overcome. It seemed to me as a reporter and a writer that you never gave up on the dream to the Stanley Cup. Is that always, no matter how long you were going to play, you were going to keep playing to you won? Uh, well, yeah, it's tough to say. You know, I think obviously things lined up for me perfectly. I've always been a guy that's wanted to play a long time, and I just kind of kept going and um, kind of go on my feel in terms of how effective I am as a player. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I will say this just year, this when I got traded there, just it lined up perfectly. Um uh, at the end of the day, I played I played well individually, and I helped the team on with some small parts that they needed that they didn't have maybe, and um, and I was able to you know be a part of a team that was kind of on the cusp and guys that you know some phenomenal hockey players are so so really you know it was picture perfect kind of situation for me and does that happen all the time maybe not um, but I, I was lucky I was very fortunate. Family is so very important to you, Andrew, even from a kid and now as a parent yourself. And to share the cup with your wife and kids, does that make it even more special than think you might have won it young at Edmonton before you married? Now you have a family of your own to, to share this experience with? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I that was my approach going there when we were traded. We we agreed as a family we're all going to move and, um, you know, be a part of the experience. And, you know, I have two young girls, but we lived in a two bedroom apartment and, and made it work really. My wife is, uh, my wife, you know, does a phenomenal job with our girls. She's a very good mother. And, uh, but we agreed, we agreed. We said we were going to enjoy the experience and, and go there and see what happens. And, and at the end of the day, we, we did that. And like I said, it, it worked out perfectly. Well, I, I know you have no idea, probably interest in politics, but you ever wanted to run for mayor of Vaughn when your hockey career is over, you probably went pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes up here in the next couple of days. Andrew, thank you very much for doing this. Enjoy your day of the Stanley Cup. Very much well-earned, and we'll talk in the future. Okay, thanks, Jim. Good to hear. This is the good news. This is good to hear, and I'm Glenn Perkins. Two things that I love are food and music. And they're going to be in abundance this weekend in Aurora. To tell us more, we're joined by Aurora Mayor Tom Maracas. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me, Glenn. This is an exciting weekend in Aurora. Tell me what's happening. Absolutely. We're, we're very excited. Aurora's Rib Fest is back on. Uh, if anyone knows the history, uh, Aurora was the first place in all of York region to have Rib Fest. And so we're excited that this longstanding successful tradition is continuing. And uh, we have some exciting bands lined up. We have two iconic Canadian bands. 
and it's going to be very exciting. 54-40 and Kim Mitchell. It's I think the town of Aurora is just going to be rocking. My mouth is just watering at the thought of this weekend and those ribs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and those ribs are excellent, but ribs aren't the only food of choice. I mean, there, there's going to be so many things from roasted corn on the cob, roasted yams, churros, ice cream. There's so much food there for everyone to try. So it's not just ribs, but ultimately, we know everyone's showing up for those tasty ribs. What has it taken to get back to this position where we are now following the pandemic? You know, I think it's taken a lot of hard work from, from everyone in the community. I think everyone, in, especially in the town of Aurora, has done a phenomenal job from, from residents, staff, uh, everyone uh, coming together and making sure that we can get through this. And I, I think we've, we've shown that we've come out on the other side stronger. And I think when we get together at this event this weekend, it's going to show how great of a town we are. And I'm looking forward to seeing people coming from outside of our town to come visit the town of Aurora and not only uh, enjoy themselves at RISFEST, but see what a great town we are and what we have to offer. Now, you've mentioned the entertainment, you've mentioned the food, and those two things always help to bring a community together, don't they? Absolutely. You know what? What you find is a lot of arts and culture, so music, um, you know, things like that always bring a community together. Uh, Everyone comes together, has a great time. And, uh, you know, that community spirit, you see it right throughout the whole event. And so I I know I'm excited to see everybody there and and chat with with the residents that show up, as well as people that come from outside of the community. So it's going to be a great time. And ultimately, we need to also thank our our generous uh, sponsors, Desjardins, uh, Aurora Home Hardware and Aurora Rent Source, um, and we also received additional funding from the province of Ontario. And ultimately, without those generous sponsors and donations um, and uh, um, from funding from the province of Ontario, uh, events like this wouldn't be able to occur. And it's important to get life back to, and I'm going to say, normal, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I say there's nothing worse than 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 watching a live uh, a live music performance uh, virtually. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that we're all going to be back. <laughs> Uh, We're all going to be live in person, and it's going to be, as I said, an exciting event. And, uh, you know, and remember, everyone, 5440 and Kim Mitchell, uh, two iconic Canadian bands. It's going to be really exciting. Aurora Ribfest this weekend. Memorakis, thank you for speaking with me today. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. More details about this weekend's Aurora Ribfest can be found online at aurora.ca. I'm Glenn Perkins, and this is Good to Hear on 105.9 The Region. Good to Hear will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Hello, this is Glenn Perkins with Good to Hear. A group of young ladies aged between 12 and 22 from York Region, Mississauga, Oakville, and Toronto have come up with an innovative way to raise funding for music therapy for special needs programs. To find out more, Natalie Kwan joins me. Natalie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me the history behind Music for Every Child. Yes, of course. I'd love to elaborate. So Music for Every Child is a youth-led, not-for-profit organization um, that helps special needs children. Now, we actually were founded just over a little over a year ago um, during COVID. And our founder, Samantha, she was 12 at the time and 
she had all these different commitments with competitive gymnastics, with school, with volunteering, and she realized that her life was so interrupted because of COVID and these lockdowns and changes in routines. So she realized that while we as regular students are really affected, she realized that the special needs students that she used to volunteer with are even more severely impacted by these disruptions. So she wanted to help um, raise awareness and funds for the cause. And that's how she started Music for Every Child. And Natalie, how old are you? I'm 22 years old, and I'm actually the oldest member of the organization. So most of our members are middle to high school students. Now, this is something that's very unique to have, I'm going to say, younger members of the community getting involved and creating a program such as this. Absolutely. And I I admire them a lot to have really this passion to serve other people, to serve a community when times are not necessarily the easiest for themselves as well. But being serving together um, really brings the community together and really allows us to find joy in our work as well. Tell me, how does the program work? You said that it's designed for people with special needs? That is correct, yes. So we are used to a not-for-profit organization, so how we function is throughout the summer and throughout the year, we host fundraising events. So for example, last year we had a car wash, this year we had um, a music concert and have a fun fair coming up. So um, these are some activities through which we raise awareness and funds, which go into actually public school programs to conduct ongoing weekly music therapy sessions. How important is it for the recipients of the music therapy sessions? How does that enrich their lives? Yeah, great question. So when we first started, we weren't even sure what music therapy was. Our idea was to just raise some money that can be given to schools and they can use it in different ways. We thought that school supplies would be necessary, groceries are needed, books, and music therapy was one of the tools we thought could really improve their communication skills help them express themselves in ways not just through language, since people on the spectrum may have difficulties communicating or using language at times. So um, while we were not 100% certain at first, we started the program. We, we invited and hired music therapists to conduct these sessions in schools. And I, I personally went to volunteer at multiple schools, and I really saw the change in these people. Um, at first, they, they might avoid your eye contact, they might be reluctant to share, they might be, you know, a little timid, a little shy, but throughout the week, throughout the month, they went from, you know, being quite avoidant to actually opening up, dancing and drumming along, and some of them even have um, volunteered to dance in the middle of the circle while other people were playing music. So for me, that kind of emotional change and to see that positive spark in their lives is way beyond what I can describe with my words as well. That's amazing, isn't it, to see that change and done solely through music? Yes, exactly. Um, And I think music really is that universal language that connects. You don't need to be able to speak a specific language. You don't even need to be able to speak in order to connect. And I think that's the beauty of the work that we're doing. Natalie, so this is a group, an organization that was started by a 12-year-old and it has since grown over the last year, and you're also helping those around that same age. That is correct. That is correct. Um, We're actually 
looking to expand our organization as well. Currently, we're educational partners with Hill District School Board and Toronto District School Board serving this population. But we're actually working with Ottawa District School Board and York Region in the upcoming school year. So it's not just about serving the special needs children either, but also giving youth like us um, the opportunity to grow, to lead, and to learn from the whole experience. Well, that's certainly great that you're able to expand. What was the initial reaction when you approached the school boards to say, hey, we're basically a group of kids. This is the program that we've created, and we would like to use it with the students that need it within your school board. Yeah, um, that's a great question as well. So initially, I think there was a bit of uncertainty because, once again, we are a very young organization, and music therapy is not something that's very implemented or recognized in the current school system for special needs children. But um, I think they really saw our passion and willingness to try something new. Ultimately, it is it comes down to trying different ways to support the community better. And um, since we were able to raise enough funds to support the programming, we were able to draw in these connections from different professional networks, including working with teachers and working with music therapists to figure out what really suits the needs of those populations the best. I think they continue to grow trust in us and allowed us to really implement the program and you know, be, be part of the support system. Natalie, if anyone would like to find out more about you and the organization, how can they do that? That's awesome. Yeah, if you would like to learn more about us, you can always hop onto our website, musicforeverychild.com. We are also on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's also just Music for Every Child. That's our handle. And we also do love connecting in person, so we do have multiple in-person events if that's um, a venue for you to learn more about our cause and to participate in our activities. Natalie, I think Music for Every Child is an amazing program, and thank you for joining me on the program today. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for allowing us to share this project, and we hope to connect in the future as well for upcoming opportunities. That's Natalie Kwan, one of the young ladies behind Music for Every Child. I'm Glyn Perkins, and this is Good to Hear on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. I'm Shaliza Bacchus, and our next story on Good to Hear is representing York Region. Madeline Grassi from the Sutton Fair and Horse Show of the Sutton Agricultural Society has been named the winner of the 49th Annual Ambassador of the Fairs Program. So what's the big deal about this? Basically, this is a year-long role where the winner travels across Ontario as a representative of the CNE and all agricultural fairs in the province. The ambassador also participates in a series of official duties during the CNE while representing their local agricultural community. So, Madeline, you've been very busy, and congratulations, first of all. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very excited. We're here at the CNE every day, and, and I'm having a great time so far. As you should be. Now, before we start talking about this role, I want to give everyone a sense of who you are, too, because you're a young woman, you are a Brock University student, and you love the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm going back to school pretty soon here when I'm done at the uh, at the CNE. I'm going into my third year of the sport management program at Brock University. I'm a big sports fan. Uh, right now, I'm I just finished up a, a summer job with Tennis Canada, working as a fan experience representative for the summer, leading up to the WTA event that that just completed a few weeks back. 
And I'm also at the Toronto FC as part of their game day crew. So I'm, I'm jumping into the swing of things and, and I'm loving, uh, loving the summer and I love sports management so far at Brock. That's exciting. And you just, you wear so many hats. So good for you. You're definitely keeping busy this summer. And once again, congratulations on winning the Ambassadors of the Fairs title. And what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, this year there were there were fewer competitors than other years, um, but there was 31 of us. Um, we all got to do um, a speech, um, an elevator pitch, and then uh, the three finalists got to do an impromptu question. And, you know, this, this role is, is a pretty big deal, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's, it's a great uh, youth leadership opportunity. I can represent agricultural fairs and the CNE throughout the year. So it, it's an honor to have this title. And, you know, once you're part of the club, you're, you're part of the club forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for what's to come and everything that this role will hold for me in the future. That is exciting. Now tell me what exactly those roles are, because this keeps you busy all year round. Yeah, exactly. So uh, here at the CNE, um, until Labor Day, I'll be walking around. We'll be uh, going to uh, some events and some shows and, and really making the best of my experience here. Of course, eating some fun food. Yesterday, we tried the Krispy Kreme donut pulled (laughs) pork sandwich. Um, And then throughout the year, once we're done here, uh, different agricultural fairs will reach out to me and ask if I can come to their fair and make an appearance and, you know, maybe be a part of their competition and in whatever way suits them. So Throughout the year, you know, I'll be making my way around and and hopefully showing my face to as many different agricultural communities and societies that I can. That's awesome. And elaborate on that a little bit for me. So if you if you do go to someone's agricultural fair, what would a day look like for you? It's really up to the fair what what they're going to ask from me. But that could mean I go to their ambassador program and, and, you know, help out there. I could uh, possibly be a judge for some different competitions. I know in past, maybe some CNE ambassadors have opened the fair, have been the official uh, opener for for different local communities. So, you know, just to go around and really experience different local agricultural fairs because everyone is unique. Yes, that is the perfect way to put it. Now, tell me what it's like for you going from a small town fair in Sutton right here in York Region to the big city CNE fair. Yeah, I mean, I've always come to the CNE with my family, uh, you know, when I was a kid. So I feel back at home here. I've I've come every year. So it's pretty amazing. But I mean, I'm experiencing it from a new lens, um, just as I did the Sutton Fair. You know, I went there my entire life, all four days. Um, And then once you're the ambassador, you get to experience the events and the shows and, and the entire weekend just from a different lens. I'm pretty excited to be here and um, see everything from behind the scenes and, and what really makes the CNE go on. So, uh, you know, the, the country girl and meets the city. So it's always fun. Now, aside from the Krispy Kreme pulled pork sandwich, what's been your favorite thing so far? <laughs> That's a great question. We also had, I'm a big ice cream lover. We had ice cream in a churro cone. So I'm a big foodie. We took some really uh, awesome photos yesterday. I mean, this is the first time the Sutton Agricultural Society and Sutton Fair and Horse Show has been named the title of the CNE Ambassador of the Fairs competition. So we took some amazing photos with my sash there and, and, you know, representing Sutton wherever we can. So we're just getting started and uh, I can't wait to see that the super dogs are always my favorite. So nice. Yeah. It's always, it's great to be back at the CNE after two years. And what about actually representing for Sutton? What has been your favorite part of participating? 
I think, you know, uh, especially here at the CNE so far, people see me and, and one of their first questions is, where are you from? Or uh, what's your hometown? And the pride in me that comes out saying Sutton is just huge. And I had a huge support system here on the Sunday of uh, the competition. You know, our, our president came, um, our vice president came, my family was here. Just being able to promote Sutton and our, and our small town and seeing the support from everybody I know my mom said she booked a, an oil change on her car this morning and uh, the mechanic said, you know, like, let her know the community is so proud of her and we can't wait to see her when she's when she's done her duties at the CNE. So the community pride and support is pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's the best part of all of it. I'm so happy to hear that. And is there anything else that you would like to accomplish as your role as ambassador of the fair? The program has really taken a change uh, over the last few years. We're really trying to promote a youth leadership opportunity, kind of gearing away from that, you know, Miss CNE and the pageantry type uh, event that used to happen before, which is a very important part of our past. But, you know, moving forward, this is a youth leadership opportunity. It's how you present yourself in public. It's how you speak to other people and, and represent the CNE and your fair throughout the year. So, I, I'm excited to be a part of the future and uh, really promoting this new aspect of the program here because it's helpful for everybody. And, you know, it's it's some pretty important life skills that you can learn early on and, and a great opportunity. 100%. What an answer. <laughs> Madeline Grossi, yeah. congratulations. You are going to be representing York Region and you're doing us proud. And as you've already heard from so many people in your community, everybody is so proud of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.